0: I'm your host Laria speaks, and I'm your host Neg. And welcome to Thought, Thought Topics Podcast. Podcast. And here is the mood. And here is lit. And here we chilling. And here it's hot. Join us on Fridays for Girls, girls Night, Night
1: as we explore stories of transformed hot girls. Welcome back to Thought Topics
0: Podcast. Uh, we have a new guest this week, and go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Hey
2: everyone, I am Lamika.
0: Okay, and Lamika, so I don't know, give us, give us your uh Tinder dating profile, obviously, no, <laughs> <like>, but. <laughs> Just tell the people just something interesting about you if you want them to know how old you are, who you are, and
2: anything. And mm-hmm. tell, well,
1: tell them how fine you is. How fine you
2: Period. Are. Listen, listen. I'm on BlackPeopleMeet.com, and I like long walks on the beach. No, <laughs> no um but seriously. Um, I, let me just, it's a little bit about me. Um, I am a 46 year old mother of four. Girl. Um, yes, I am, uh, divorced, um, been happily divorced, um, for, uh, quite some time now. Um, I'm gonna be, uh, ready to mingle soon. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just, uh, out here just trying to just do the work for the Lord. I know that sound a little extra, but. That's that's where I am right now, and then that's that's just
0: where you at. But I knew you was in your forties. I don't know why I didn't know forty six because baby, it's 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 not giving that. It's get, well. You know what? Forty is a new thirty, and thirty is a new it,
2: twenty. It, I thought it was a new twenty one. Oh, let
0: it that, <laughs> let it be it all. <laughs> be it unto you, my child. <laughs> 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 but no, black don't crack, baby. Because yeah, you lit out here thank you okay so you know y'all know the drill y'all know the drill we here to talk about our transform hot girl stories right so describe yo relationship history in a movie title
2: um so if i had to describe my relationship history um the journey of love that i've been through um i would call it love jones
1: Whoa! Wait a minute, that's my favorite. Man. I already Maybe. knew that, that <laughs> was gonna <trying to> go in. <laughs> my heart just came <laughs> out of my body. It was Lorenz with his poem for me.
2: <laughs> oh Listen, listen. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I would say Love Jones. Okay, Love Jones. Because yeah, so, I was with your left eye trying to become the funk in your right. Mm. <laughs>
0: Okay, nay, all, right, all right, all <laughs> right okay. <laughs> Listen, okay, Nate, summarize the movie. I've seen Love Jones, but it I, it's not retained in me like that. But Nate, since you your favorite, go ahead summarize the movie. What's What's Love Jones for for those um, you know the newbies okay. that's like What's Love Jones?
1: <laughs> to me, it's like a love language through poetry. Like it's two individuals trying to find themselves, and she just basically got out of this relationship where she was just engaged, and she just comes to this new city trying to like basically find herself and they're mingling at this event and he finds her and he looks at her and he thinks she, she is just so gorgeous like she shook his world up and so she really wasn't trying to talk to him so she just like dissed him and then he just gets on stage and he wows her with this amazing poem like memorizes her mind and she's like oh my god why would you do that and at the end of the night you thought you know she would have gave him the number because I would
0: no, she made him work for that. Work for it. That's not like her. That's not like Lamika. She'd be I'm like <laughs> is, 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 is. Climb a little oh. higher, sweetie.
1: <laughs> this, this story, like this just love story they use through words and they go through it and in the end, um, they come back together and they realize
0: like they needed each other. They were the air each other's
1: friends. Like yes.
0: Okay. And for my Gen Z audience, y'all watch power y'all know alderman tate (laughs) he was the main character in that movie so go look that up on whatever streaming platform and watch love jones but we let let's let's just jump into it so take take us through your love jones journey
2: okay so um excuse me i say love jones because um so let's just break down Jones. And when you have a Jones for something, that's like an old fashioned word, or an older term for like having a craving for something, um, something or like an addiction. You're searching for it. You're craving it. You're looking for it. Um, and most of the time, you know, it, it, it can lead to destruction. And for me, um, love, I say love Jones because, um, I was always looking for love. And um, I would jump or I would get into a relationship and, um, you know, like, okay, is this my potential? So let me back up a little bit. Part of it was um, I grew up in church. And whenever you dated somebody, they said it was your husband. Mm. So whenever whenever I would start dating in the back of my mind, I'm already looking. Um, But um, they kind of said it, um, you know, I had uh, different standards. And so I will make you work for it. Um, I wasn't just, you know, so how Neil Long kind of had um Lorenz tate uh you know she didn't give in right away or whatever i was kind of that way i wouldn't give in so to speak but i was always looking for it and then right now like um i I listen to other people you know they're like your standards are this and give him a chance and you you think you this and you gotta you may not find anybody to meet all of that so i began to lower my standards um because i felt like i wouldn't find love if i didn't and then that took me through a whole bunch of rocky journeys and um when i uh last time i watched love jones there's so many different um places where i identified or i can like identify in the movie but um this is gonna sound real bad i found myself uh, more so relating to darius love hall lorenz tate's character um in this one scene specifically where um him and leah long they get into this argument or whatever and um he tell her you know what you can just leave even though he didn't want her to leave he was like, you can just leave his pride or whatever. And so she didn't want to leave. And he, uh, she kind of stands there. She get all her stuff and she's standing there looking and she like, here go ahead, the keys. And he was like, leave me. You can bounce. So she leave the keys. She walk outside knowing that, you know, she really wanted him to, to chase her, whatever. So she leave and he's sitting here now. He regretting it because, um, he, uh, he really didn't want her to, but his pride and all that toughness and all of that stuff, you know, he like, dang, I messed up again. I would be that person where, um, I had, all of that, and so even though um, I had my thing, never let them see you sweat, even though um, I wanted that love, um, I I didn't, um, I never really got it or felt lovely, and I would want that, I had this certain thing within me that when I'm dating somebody, um, once they got to a certain point, I don't know, it was something that in me would just make me kind of shut down or shut off, and um, it would end up uh, like we end up breaking up for whatever reason. It would be a whole lot of different things. But in that movie, um, like they were, like she said, destined to be together. Like they really wanted to be with each other. But there were so many different outside forces and egos and the games that they were playing. And I did that for years, playing these games and trying to be tough this and then like let them walk down here and all these different things, playing all these games and missed out on a whole lot and then gave myself to the wrong people, just like she ended up dating his friend. She didn't want him. Um, just all of the things all of the things dating all these wrong people and then you know okay well maybe i'm gonna try and then knowing that these certain people that i were entertaining like before i even entertained the smile on their faces i knew they were giving me certain attention or whatever so then i will go and date them and then you know give them a little cookie away and then okay you know what now you get a little too close i'm gonna move on to somebody else so yeah so i'm
0: like dang we only got 30 minutes she finna just preach the whole sermon like I got a lot of questions because this is supposed to be in the for the people in the back, but this for me today. <laughs> 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 I got like okay. First, let's start with why I'm like, why are my friends so deep? Y'all so deep? I love it. The title, Love Jones. I don't know why. In my head, Jones was a name, but you like no. I love Jones. It's like a yearning for something. Like what? I don't know. Am I the only person who didn't look at that title like that? Did did y'all already have it? (laughs) Oh, y'all already had it. Okay, well I didn't have it. I didn't have it, baby. It was like in the He was like, I think I got it. I
1: think I'm in love. I think I got. And everybody looking at him like, ooh, like he was just scared, but he knew. He knew that she had got him, especially when he got up and made that cheese omelet in the morning.
2: Yeah, (laughs) you do hear the word. but then he tried to play so tough because he, he you know, he was cool, but then he wanted to show it really and playing all the game and almost missed out.
0: Yeah. But no, like for the audience, like how did you get, let, let's dissect this part. How, how, what have you identified? What made you have this yearning or this Jones for that? Like, where does that come from? Because I do know like with the Bible, um, we are supposed to desire marriage is, is part of god's will but not to the point where it's like almost obsessive and i feel like what you described is it being obsessive and i could even relate to the church everybody you date your husband we'll get to that in a second but what made it switch from just this desire that will happen when it's meant to happen to this obsessiveness
2: um so for me um and now we finna really tell my business so Hell. Um I was molested when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um one, two, three times. Um aside from that, um growing up I was always very thin, very dark. I always had a whole lot of hair all over my head, um, big lips. So um growing up I didn't um really feel loved, didn't really get that attention, not even from my mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom was um very thin growing up and so that was a, a stigma for her. And so instead of her validating who I was, she always made my weight, um, her issue with her weight, my issue with my weight. So it would be, you too skinny, you need to eat more, you need to do this. And I never felt validated growing up. So um when I got touched, that was some attention, number one. Um, And then after that, when I did start to get some attention, it's like, wait a minute, and um i got a little bit of attention and then i started craving that more and more and i Trent, that that attention made me want to that I, I in my mind that was love because i never got attention i never got that love those hugs those kisses um you know from certain people but like my dad was in prison the majority of my life um and my mom um, dealt with depression and her things, and I was the oldest. So I pretty much was the mom of the house. I took care of my brothers. I cooked um, at 10, 11 years old, 12 for sure. I was making the whole Thanksgiving dinner type thing. So I was, uh, I never felt loved and validated. So then when I got a little bit of that that attention, it sparked that craving in me. So then now that felt good. And then now I'm craving it and I'm searching for it everywhere. Like whenever a little bit of it speaks, speak, um, peeks his head up, it's like, okay. Like even now. Now, um, I had to, um, when when certain things happen, I have to stop and do a whole self-check, because cause, wait, why? Making sure that I'm not feeding off of that attention. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I would say then, that's
0: a common thing with a lot of us, um, not being loved in childhood, and then internalizing it, and having these outlandish behaviors
2: due to it. Mm-hmm.
1: I would like to say thank you for being right and sharing your story i feel like um a lot of women and men can relate to that that you know wanting to be validated by our parents or them just noticing and acknowledging us and when we do get that attention from someone else it's like we crave that and you think like when you're younger as you get older that it goes away but it's it's like no i want to be seen i do. i deserve to be here
0: yeah how um and i'll say this and i think all of us have kind of been through that in a way and i don't don't even remember we shared the last time we're gonna share it again if we do um what are some practical things that you did to overcome that like did your parents start giving you attention like what what
2: what um so first uh to overcome it um i actually went through a whole journey um, I had uh, I, I battled with fornication real bad, um, and I didn't understand why I would do so well and then I would fall off. And um, you know, I, I was thinking something was wrong with me. Um, and I was just praying and talking to God about it, and He showed me like, hey, you have like, why? What? What is happening when you when you fall and when you make the mistake? What is happening? like what are you going through in those times and then so I started to realize like oh um he he started just talking to me and I'm like okay so when I feel insecure or rejected or um those different things then that will cause um me to want to seek love and attention now because I felt rejected so then I would go and and I find myself in these circles and then I will I will fall and so um once uh, he showed me that, then I had um, I started just kind of going through my childhood and he walked me down the road of where those feelings of insecurity and um, rejection, um, either my control issues, all of those things where they came from. And it was all centered around different um, traumatic instances in my childhood. So once I identified those traumas, um, he began to help me heal from those. And then as I began to heal, I began to um, find different ways to cope and healthier ways to um To deal with things and to live so that's um i recognized how the pattern started and where it all came from then he helped walk me um through that and which is um i'm currently i didn't say this in my introduction but i'm currently getting my degree in behavioral health science with an emphasis on childhood and adolescent disorders and part of that what sparked that was um me um wanting to know like i knew it wasn't just me so um helping people identify their traumas, helping them heal from them so they can be productive adults. Because I understand now that a lot of things that we do as adults, um, stem from trauma um, as children. For example, when I was um, in my twenties and thirties, you couldn't catch me going outside without my hair and my nails done. And that was because I used to get teased and picked on a lot. Um, and my clothes had to be fitted purse had to match everything. I got teased a lot as a kid. And so, um, when I got older, okay, I can control the narrative. So if my hair is always done, my nails are always done, my fit is right, my person, everything matching, then people can't talk about me. So certain control issues and different behaviors were birthed from, um, trauma as a child. And so as he began to reveal those things to me, um, and then I became secure in who I am in him and, um, that he loves me for me and he created me how he did and who the people who are for me are for me. And I realized I'm not for everybody, but those you know, who are for me. Um and I used to joke and say I'm not for everybody, um, just those with good taste. But I do realize that, you know, of course I'm not for everybody. <laughs> but but the ones that I'm for, um, I'm for and not they in my corner for real. And so I don't have to worry about, you know, the praise from anybody else. Um just being who God created me to be and being comfortable in that skin. Yes, I love that for you.
0: Yeah. But um similar very very similar ways to overcome um that feeling of needing to be validated through people or whatever uh getting in the face of first identifying it, and like you said I'm big on that like when I feel insecure or when I feel whatever, knowing what my responses to that are to that to that are whether it's Oh let me post something on social media so I can get some likes or let me call this person because they feed my ego or just just the little things we do to feed our need of feeling inadequate or feeling not beautiful, intentionally not doing those things when I feel that way and going to the Father and and going to the Father looks like praying, turning on some worship music, reading scripture that um, tells me who God says I am or immersing myself in something that I enjoy. So that that feeling, um, I've noticed that sometimes I feel that way, like after failing something or getting rejected or hearing no, or recently I was going after a job that I ended up not getting and like, I started to feel this rejection and just like played these mind games, but I was intentional about like, no, okay, instead of moping over this and looking at it, like I'm inadequate, like why backtracking on my steps and really because it just wasn't in God's plan for me. So, yeah, I really love the tips you gave. I've been through a very similar process. And the reason I'm having us share this is just like we say some stuff that may trigger y'all and to give you some tangible steps so you're not just sitting around triggered and frustrated. So take these examples um, and use them, put them into work. And, yeah, I would say read, especially if you're feeling less about yourself and don't know who you are. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong. If is it Ephesians 2 or Ephesians 4. Just read both of them. They'll feed you. Read all but the book of Ephesians says a lot about who how God views you, saying that he bought you with a price. He's he's chosen you. And just feeding yourself things like that will build up the validation in him instead of in man.
1: You are fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. Um, that is something that I say to myself every day when I look in the mirror to remind myself of how God sees me and how special I am, because I have um, had those moments and still been there where we seek wanting to be wanted. So it might be like, you know, going to that spot where you know that dude think you cute and so like just to get that extra boost, you just go in there anyways, even though you know you're not about to talk to him. But you know he gives you compliments and, and that feeds your ego, it gives you that boost. And so that is something that I learned about myself that um I used to do and saying that Bible verse every day has helped fill that void, um, saying that in the mirror.
0: Amen. We all got that uh one gas station where all the niggas be <laughs> <laughs> if don't nobody love you, the niggas at the gas station gonna love you. But don't go there. No. I'm telling you that to avoid it. <laughs> but no, <laughs> But, um, anything else that uh you want to share about that process of just identifying that craving and overcoming it let me
2: um no i think um what you ladies added was perfect um and then also during that process i will say this um gosh just started to show me he had me write down all of my partners all of my sexual partners that i have you know had encounters with and i wrote them all down and then i started looking at like wow like i ain't trying to really talk about people call them low ends but it was just some people that just it is what it it is is. (laughs) It, it was like wow like girl they weren't even worthy like why did you you know and so it was just like wow and then i started to find a different value in myself like everybody don't deserve it's a it's your treasure um and everybody don't deserve to unwrap your present like you you give yourself to somebody that deserves this present and then he starts showing me like i put it i used to put more stock in um picking out the perfect christmas gift for people and watching it and doing all the stuff than i did and, and who i was giving myself to oh and then it's like come on now you came and just because he said he was cute or you felt some kind of way because it so of one of my really really good friends um he's uh so excuse my language he's te- he tell me all the time he'd be like girl you you be out here acting like a whole nigga and i'm like don't do that but i you use, i used to have those moments where i'd be like okay let me call real quick hey i'm about to come through and then when it be i'm i'm, right, I'm about to leave like where are you going i'm leaving like i'm done like and then it was like what it's but i used to have those moments um, and because it made me feel not necessarily because it just satisfied, um, me in that moment, but it made me feel like I was doing something like, yeah, cause not now, yeah, you know? And, um, yeah, so it's just like, you know, I had to, um, to take more, um, more, you know, stuck in myself and know, like, no, don't just keep giving yourself away to these people that don't even deserve it. Like, no, you ain't not worthy to unwrap your present or your treasure right now. Waiting, you wait and you saved that to somebody that for somebody that really, really deserves it. So now it's easier for me to, to say no, especially when I'm looking at you like, yeah, you ain't even on my level where God has me now, um, all of the things that I've been through, um, all of the places that he's taken me, like from me saying, you know, for skip the church, I didn't want to even deal with them after all of the things that I've been through to now being an executive pastor of a church. It's just like, wow. And so I know my value. I now know my worth. So it's easier when you know who you are, it's easier for you to say no, um, and to hold yourself for people. So that's actually what's been helping me on my journey of staying pure until marriage.
0: Yes. Gross knowing yourself like that's that's any honestly any issue we ever gonna talk about on this podcast some of the stuff is rooted in identity so knowing yourself but I want to touch on um the real nigga in you (laughs) um even in the beginning you said like you identified with Lorenz Tate's character more than anything and how you just be like real like yeah you know feel like you're doing something whatever what's that let's 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 get into that because I feel like you know I can relate to that a lot and yeah what's your what's your journey of revelation with just taking the um I don't want to use the word masculine but the the traditional how how we know men to traditionally respond to love relationships and romance so let me just start doing that <laughs>
2: so um i had um a couple moments where um i um you know i I tried to be that um you know what i'm I'm gonna show all my love and i'm gonna do all of the things and that's gonna make them want to be with me and keep me or you know whatever and it didn't work that way um and so rather um me risk feeling uh rejection and all of those things or um dealing with the you know you try to give yourself and be nice and they take your kindness for weakness and all of that i just you know it, it, I'm, I'm just flipped the other side and i um that started way back in in my teenage years when i was i think 14. um i i started dating um this guy and i technically couldn't date until i was 16. um but i was dating him and um, my mom was like okay he come over but y'all you know she tried to monitor stuff and um we end up dating and i like this is my like man first real real love so i thought and like i love this dude and um so we dated for about two years um until i was able to date for real for real um but i was still a virgin i wasn't doing any of that and um went went to high school with his sister he went to school with my um cousin so we was just all super cool um 16 he uh got a girl pregnant and um had to tell me about it and i'm all in my feelings and the advice that my mom gave me on it wasn't smart advice to for me and I just kind of looked at her like, no, that that's dumb. Why would you tell me that? Um, and I'm looking at him and my heart was like literally broken, but I'm like 16 now. And I've been with this boy for two years and my heart broke. And, um, and you know, I tried, uh, to see if I can work that out with him. First of all, I'm 16. I ain't got no business going through any of that, but, um, it didn't, it didn't work for me because I was never able to fully, um, feel for him like I did before. It was like, you broke that. And now I can't ever get that back for you. And, um, so that that created the 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 real nigga in me because you know what I'm I'm never I'm not gonna put myself out there to feel like that again and I, and I did a couple times to a certain extent um and then when I felt like dang my heart getting broke again now I gotta switch on and show you how I can really get down because how you playing with me that kind of stuff so um that that was the the thing that did it for me so from that moment on. Um, I played the game right along with them, you know, all of the things and never really allowed myself um, to be in that position and be hurt like that again.
1: Um, I definitely could relate to that because um, I was raised by my dad. So my dad was a player. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to never let a dude play me like, you know, I'm not never going to do that. So I had that um, what you call a top five, like how you felt like you you had your dudes and it was like, how you got that mindset to just dip? I had my top five, my top five dudes who I would talk to and I would just dip. Like they would want this type of relationship with me. And I'm like, oh, uh-uh, you're not getting that from me. Because in my mind, I told myself that I would never be that girl walking away crying with her box because growing up, Having a dad that was a player, that's all I seen. All these beautiful, different women, I knew it was over when I would see them leave the house with their box full of stuff crying. And that memory just like resonated with me because I was like, oh, I could never be that girl. And there was a moment where I ended up being that girl and I was like, you know what? I'm top dog now. I'm never finna allow a man to make me feel that
2: way. Listen, and when I tell you another thing, Cause you said it, um, my mom and my dad, um, like I said, he was in prison the majority of my life, but, um, he will be out here there. And I saw their relationship, um, like they will fight all the time he cheated. So, um, the advice that my mom gave me, um, when I found out that my boyfriend had cheated and got somebody else pregnant, she was telling me like, she said, okay, you're a virgin, but he's not. Um, and so you can't expect him to, to not want to have sex just because you're not. She's like, just let him do what he do. And then when you're ready, tell him and make him stop. She's like, that's what I did with your dad. So my dad was 13. My mom was 16 when they got together. My mom was 13. My dad was 16. I'm sorry. And um, so my mom had, and my dad, my dad was out doing his thing. And so they were together the only guy she's ever been with by the way for all these years and um she told him like okay well you can do what you want to do but when i'm ready then you got to stop And he said okay but it never happened so their entire relationship he continued to cheat but you said that you let you gave him the okay to do that so that he continued to cheat and i saw that and so when she was telling me that i'm looking at her like well that's why daddy cheat on you now that's why y'all always fighting and fussing whenever he here you know type um stuff so um I saw her go through everything and I I, I swore, never. You ain't ever hit me. Um, one of my um, kids' dad choked me one time. That was a rap. Y- y'all would have thought, because my whole family, we, we ain't playing these games. Um, so I made up in my mind that what my mama took and what I saw her going through. So that whole situation with um, my ex-boyfriend and my mom coupled together. So I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me of that. Um, I, I said to myself, I'm never being her. So I'm never, and it is crazy because I almost became the opposite. I remember I would be quick to hit. And um, one of my other, mind you, I got three babies, three baby daddies. And so, you know, I can't even look at anybody crazy. Granted, they years apart, but um, I would just walk away. My mom tell me, you go through men like you go through draws because I'm not taking nothing from nobody. So when they start doing something, I'll move around real quick. And um, he, him and I got into it about something. And he was like, because I told you if you hit me again, and I thought about it, like, dang, I'm a woman out here hitting on these guys I can't do that. So that's when I decided to stop. But seeing her go through what she went through, and then that experience made me like, I'm I'm not being that victim. Yeah, I
0: think it goes to what you were saying about what you're studying and your degree on how secondhand trauma, because mine is very similar too. Yes, my parents were not together. But I did see my mom, even when they were, when I was younger, you know, they would fight. And then my mom got into another abusive relationship. And then also, I got a lot of brothers. My daddy, you know, always with women. Um, I ain't going to put his business out there, put Brent pee out here, Okay and um even growing up with my brothers and my older, older cousins they was always playboys and I looked at them as like mm, I'll never be that girl and they also embedded certain things in me like don't you ever let a nigga this and it's not and that and my mama don't trust no nigga kaya was a theme song and I think like um all of that that we saw in our childhood or were taught and were groomed us uh, yes some of it was good intent and some of the warning signs are good to know and discern but it literally gave us second hand trauma because here we are um, holding back and putting barriers in place for situations that haven't even happened or even let me get you like I'm, I'm over here hitting him because you know not causing it to happen and y'all know color purple just came out <laughs> and you know we acting like Sophia we acting like so fear. We over here aggressive and doing all this so stuff. <laughs> it's wild. Like, and I'm not saying that some men may not have needed a certain aggressive response to shut them down. But you said something in the beginning, like sometimes you being prideful and stubborn when you know you didn't want to, like the same with the key, like take the key, go, go. go. I don't want to care. I'm the care. Um, how much did we miss out on by being those tough girls or embodying this persona that is not us, that we were groomed into from people that was toxic in relationships anyway? Like, what? Like, why Why are we doing this? Um, do you feel like, is there a time where you feel like being that stubborn person? Well, obviously it is because you pick Love Jones, but being that stubborn person, what did you miss out on?
2: Um, I honestly feel like, um, that did cause me to miss out on some good dudes because there was people that, um, really wanted, um, to be with me, but I had certain, um, standards and certain things. And I was like, no, my pride, um, I literally had a whole key episode, like, no, leave my key um and so um i do feel like it caused me to not even necessarily miss out on like a good guy because i honestly don't feel like um those guys were even worth it but um just uh allowing myself to have my own true experiences not um based on anyone else's issues or trauma so it's good to learn from other people's mistakes sometimes thank you but other times like you can need to have your own experiences and i feel like um i just kind of my life was um Um, me trying not to be somebody or trying to recover from things that happened, I I was overcompensating a lot. I went from fighting no battles to trying to fight every battle and trying to, and so I didn't allow myself to just be enrolled with um, and and authentically feel what was going on. It was always um, uh, uh, thinking why, or what is this, or what is that about, or maybe this, or maybe that, instead of just actually feeling what I was feeling in the moment
1: yes that's good i totally agree like being in tune with your emotions because for me i play games okay so my thing was dudes would be like you play so many games like you will never take nothing serious and and i missed out on moments because i play so many games and what i mean by that is i play with people's feelings i play with their emotions and so once you play with a person's feelings and emotions you have certain control over them and so because like i said like I see my dad do that with women. It was just, I felt like in me. I'm like, well, you know, I don't know what else to do. Like I, all I know was how to be play games and be prideful sometimes. I don't know how to love. I know that I want to be loved, but what does that look like?
2: Yes, and then actually allowing yourself to be vulnerable in those spaces because real talk, um, loving somebody and and allowing you putting yourself in a place where you can be loved by somebody is a risk and just because you love them as hard as you want and and is is the best of your ability doesn't mean that they're going to reciprocate that um so it's a risk regardless Mm -hmm. um and you have to know that like you know what am i willing to take this risk and you know open myself up you're gonna risk being vulnerable you i mean you have to be vulnerable you're gonna risk being hurt and um it's just uh difficult like you know oh man, that, I, that, I that, I that, it's so that. scary it is scary like that is scary it's like it feels
1: like you're walking out on a tightrope right and it's like you don't got nobody to catch you so it's like okay here I go you make them first couple of stuff okay this ain't bad oh I got towards the middle mm, this, uh, this is uncomfortable I ain't never made it out this far so Yeah. what do and, I do with
0: that and I think when, when love exists hurt is inevitable meaning like If you're the only way to access her is through love Because somebody you know can't hurt you It's some random person walking down the street You don't care what they do Like you know like their actions aren't going to hurt you The only people that can hurt you Is are those that you've let in your heart So not I just have This was said to me years ago And I just have this rent free in my mind That if you are closing yourself off to hurt that you are automatically closing yourself off to love. And us trying to avoid hurt is like almost impossible. And what I shifted myself is to believe is no matter how bad that the hurt is, that I know the healer. I know the process to get to the healer and that he's going to heal me and he's going to see me through. And I'm not saying I walk that out every time even while I'm hurting and trying to run from the hurt I'm telling myself that like everybody close to me everybody that I open my heart to has the ability to hurt me and not because they want to not because they're malicious but because they are in my heart and they are human they're going to make mistakes they're going to do things and I just believe that and this is to the people outside Just believe that you're going to survive it. You're going to get through it. And God is going to mend your heart. And I'll say this, time does not heal wounds. The presence of God does.
1: Yes, 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 because that is a saying that everybody says, time heal wounds. No, no, baby. Um, I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. right now, after a certain time, your heart gets the heart in. Mm-hmm. You get to thinking all these thoughts. And when you see that person, you have all this anger built up and all that anger can damage you. It's not healthy. So it's, it's important to give it to God and repent for what you're feeling and allow him to do the work. Time does not heal wounds. I just want to say that because, you know, it is 2024 and people are, time heal. No. <laughs> God heals our hearts.
2: it doesn't time does not it may allow you um the opportunity to to maybe forget about the thing and even if you feel like you have you're over it then those those um wounds if if it hasn't um if you haven't addressed it they're gonna resurface somewhere else I'm a witness of it so I'm thinking that I'm good I'm thinking that I'm over that situation with my um ex-boyfriend that got this girl pregnant but then um those situations that pop up because now I don't trust nobody and every time I try to date somebody, it, it, everything is a red flag. And I cut you off real quick because I don't trust you. And you, you might've really been asleep. You may have really left your phone in the car, but now I don't trust you because, and and, and it's not that I wasn't, oh, I, I, time healed that. No, I'm not necessarily looking at him sideways, but now every guy I date, anything that pop up, that's a red flag. And I'm look I'm ready to walk away real quick because now I don't trust you because I was hurt when I was 16. Yeah.
0: And then it goes to, um you know your your ability to run off real quick because you ain't healed from those things so it's all layers on layers on layers on layers so in your last relationship this person may have did one small thing and you fed up and you can't take it and whatever but really the reality is you ain't healed from the first two relationships and what those two people did are now on top and you're making this third person pay for everybody's mistake and your patience is lower your tolerance is lower and you are, you you can, I mean, some stuff we just need to walk away from, ladies. I ain't saying if you're getting hit upside your head and all that stuff and you 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 near death and he pulling a gun on you and sleeping with everybody, bringing you diseases, I'm not saying that you're being sensitive and stick that through. But what I'm saying is like one thing a person does, we don't write them off, especially if their heart is remorseful and we see a change and they're working towards it. And signs of us doing that speedily is indicators that we ain't really healed like when we could say we just forgot about this thing we just you know um numb to it and like they said our heart is heartened to it
2: so baby get it. To yes you. and another oh, i'm sorry no but an, another thing that the lord brought out to me too is we think that we're good because a lot of times we some happen and then you know we're waiting and we're thinking that the time is going to heal or whatever and we've never really addressed those things and then people are being diagnosed as bipolar um, because they are, are happy, go lucky one moment and something else will happen and then they spaz out and they, they snap in and it's like, whoa, how you go from zero to 60 in two seconds? And it's not that you're bipolar punking. You are emotionally exhausted and you have a lot of emotional baggage that you've never unpacked. And so every time something happened, you're just going from one, from a high to a low and everything because nothing is a little issue. Everything is a big issue because you have all of these emotions that you've never dealt with
0: listen a roller coaster and like i was talking to this girl recently that was talking about her temperament and just how she feel like everything upsets her it even um to the point where she feel like her friends and stuff gotta walk on eggshells and it's like because of all this unhealed trauma and then to make this circle complete the whole root of the whole the love jones response It's unhealed trauma. We didn't heal from mama and daddy rejecting us. We didn't heal from those childhood moments that we didn't get attention. So now we we just let time go on and let them sit. So now it's showing up in our relationships. Now we got this unnatural, um, obsessive craving for love because we didn't choose to heal. So I think the lesson today is to heal, like get before God. And heal from those childhood things. Get a therapist if you need to. Spend time in his prayer and swear. I don't know what y'all what y'all took from it. Um,
1: yes, I agree with the the healing and allowing God to heal you. And I just believe strongly believe in like breaking covenants and breaking strongholds. Um As she said, like I did the same thing. I wrote a list of like all my sexual partners and I broke covenant and I broke those strongholds with them. Um, Like again, some of those people on my list, I'm embarrassed. It was really like the fact that I even talked to you shows me that I didn't know my worth. But I realized it was a stronghold. Like I carried something from every relationship or every transaction that was from their bondage. And I I wondered why I showed up a different way because I didn't break this stronghold. Mm -hmm. So I had to take time to heal and to really give that to God and get to the root of it. And a lot of that sparked from my childhood. So I had to start breaking generational curses because... Then I looked at, hey, why did my dad feel this way? That means you were missing some type of love. You didn't feel wanted in some area of your life. And you dated multiple women in that show and played games. And then it just trickled down to me because that's what I saw. So when you heal, it is a beautiful thing because you begin to be free. And you can really see God work through that thing because... Trying to do it on your own is difficult, and it's like you're running in circles,
0: yes, and you said something there, I think a lesson is in that um that your dad didn't what what type of love were you not receiving that you're responding this way, and I think for those listening i I feel this in my spirit that the the what well, the first stage of some of you healing is the forgiveness, and what I hear God saying is that you need to forgive them for how they loved you because it was all they knew they can only love you from how they were taught to love and even as african americans we come from a very toxic background of abuse by society so that's all we were able to reciprocate in certain households abuse so that forgiveness and understanding that there was whatever however they loved you sometimes they were that's all they knew because that's what they were taught love was and that it wasn't personal. It was just mindset. It was all they knew. So start your journey of forgiveness there, of understanding that it wasn't done intent or out of hate. It was done out of normalcy, habit, and ignorance.
2: Yes. And I'm going to just say one more thing. Um, while, um, you were talking, you were saying, um, like you were showing up different because you were taking on those traits. And that is something that is so true because those soul ties. And so whatever spirits they were battling with when you had that soul tie, um, now you have to fight that. And, um, in the movie Love Jones, um, in the, a, a few times in the beginning of the movie, Neil Long was telling, um, Tell uh, okay. you need to stop smoking. Well, you need to quit smoking. And But toward the movie, as it went on, um, they were sitting at the table and he had a cigarette and she took it from him and smoked it. And then now the, uh, at the end, they show up a scene where she's sitting on the couch and she sad thinking about him or whatever it is. And then she pulled a cigarette out and she's smoking. So she took on that from him. And a lot of times we don't realize that when we're um, being intimate with somebody um, that we are... Um, Pulling on um, the things that they're dealing with, and then we end up um, dealing with them and, sh- and and demonstrating those same things.
0: Lord. yes, I, I also want to
1: touch on this too because um, my God is getting me there. When you are healing, it is important that you surround your you, you surround yourself with people that are of God. Okay, because when I look at Love Jones and they were going through the motions, I remember like his best friend was going through something through his marriage and he was still married, but he ended up talking to this other lady. And so because he started to become bitter, he started to basically like pull away from love and so when he did want to say like he was in love and he got that feeling he wanted that extra boost and support and his friend was kind of like negative and was saying like you know this is kind of something you don't want like this is not it um and and throughout the movie you see that his, the other his best friend like character develop when he gets back with a girl but through that whole process you need positive people that are in your ear and are supportive of your healing journey. And so, like Nia's long best friend, she knew that you know they had this special connection, and she reached out to him and let him know like, "Hey, I don't know what you have going on, but she's going to be on town then like during your journey, be careful of who you surround yourself by as you're healing if you're looking for a certain support system as well
0: and Let me tell my mama say one more thing, girl, say whatever else you need to say." <laughs> Listen. <laughs> ADC, y'all. So, um, like I said, I kind of watched Love Jones on, not significant. But did they end up together y'all? I don't remember. Yes, they did. That was they outside of the rain. She
2: yeah, met yeah. the middle part of <laughs> Listen. So, it started out with him telling her a poem, so at the end she she got up and she said a poem and was looking for him and didn't know he was in there. And um, she said her little poem or whatever, walk out and he go out and he catch her. So they go out in the rain and he tell her like he he let it all out, like forget it. You know what? I love you and it's urgent. And so they end up, you know, he has some other little fancy French words in there, but um, (laughs) and they end up they end up, you know, kissing whatever in the rain and together. So yeah, in the end. he realized, um, that, you know, all these games and whatever, it ain't worth it. Um, you know, I I want you and I'm willing to, to let all that go. And, um, I've learned that too. Like in the end, it ain't, it ain't even worth it. We too grown. Ain't nobody got time to be playing a game. If I like you and want to be with you, I do. Okay. You don't want to be with me. That's fine. I'm going to move on. Like it's, it's, I ain't got time to be playing games anymore. It's not even worth it. So who you serenading? Who you, no,
0: (laughs) Who you think I your point to? <laughs> I was, you ain't gotta tell us I'm I'm messing, I'm meddling. <laughs> Getting in your business out here. Okay, the last thing I do wanna touch on, y'all. I can't leave it all talking about this. Like when you have that love, Jones and you got this yearning and and, and you went you know this this for the people probably a little bit inside. You 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 dating somebody in church and everybody
2: like, Oh, that's your husband <laughs>
0: Putting you in a trick bag because, granted, we want to see people married. We want to see beautiful marriages and this and that. And how, because we did not heal, because we're looking for this uh, sense of love somewhere else, and because we validate, we're validate, we too busy being validated by people, and because we've idolized people in positions or in routine, because some people just in church are out of routine, we went with that word and sometimes got caught up in some situations pursuing this to be your husband or your wife because of what people said, at y'all. And I'm just saying it to give you another reason to heal because that trick bag is not it's not cute. I yeah, I say go to God for yourself. No matter what
1: a title person a title a person has or you know, what wonderful word they say even when somebody gives you a word it's important to go to god for yourself in regards to that because that is a really deep trick bag and i know Amika said it in the beginning like every person you date is not your husband but when you're involved in the church you you tend to think that every time because that that's what they put in your head and so before you start that process i say go to god and ask god to reveal to you and to show you regardless of what everybody else saying because it sound good it look good and then you in this situation that you never was supposed to be in that part
2: that part just and they always it's better to marry than to burn and all of this stuff trying to misquote scriptures and telling you all of that and it's like listen at the end of the day just you you do what's right for you don't live for people i learned that um been engaged multiple times because they yep this is the one and then you know things aren't don't work out and um getting married and um you know wanting to stay married not because well I did I did love him and I wanted to work it out but one of my um main things was okay now what they gonna say they gonna I told you so I don't want to hear this and I don't want to hear that at the end of the day they're not living your life for you I'm the one that has to live with this um so regardless I, I was dating somebody and everybody was like afterwards like oh yeah this this he the one and he this and I walked away from that and um but when i did it then now i'm healed and so i walked away i didn't care what anybody had to say that he ain't the one it's not gonna work out let me leave i'll leave sooner rather than later or whatever um but now i'm not caring because i used to put so much stock in what people said and and what what they thought and they're gonna talk regardless and i know we hear that often but whether you're doing good bad or however they're gonna have something to say so um i i i don't care anymore um i am too free to care about what people think about me and we have to get to that place where people's opinions don't um, matter as much as what God says and we have to be able to be in tune with him and listen to him um, get in his presence, understand his voice and know um that his word has to carry more weight than the word of anybody else. And regardless of what they say, if God give you something, you know, a lot of times he'll give us a, a vision or whatever and we gotta run and um run it through two or three other people and see what they say and what they think. And then if they don't agree, now we second guessing God. No, if God gave it to you, then you ask, if you need um to talk it through with somebody, you ask God who should you talk to about it and and then y'all have that conversation. But don't let people um make you miss what God say or or what God has for you or whatever their words should never carry that much weight and I learned that now I'm just absolutely too free to care and my kids give me a hard time a lot because I'll be out here I'm just being me Lamika wherever I go. And they be like, huh, you don't got nothing. Nope. I I don't care. Look, I wasted the majority of my life caring too much and being inside of a bubble or a box. Now I don't care. And, um, I'm a listen to hear what God has to say and what anybody else have to say. It don't matter. So you can tell me until your, your tongue fall out to marry such and such. If God don't say it, then nope well you know y'all you can't be doing it you don't want to front account. i know me and god have a good relationship and i'm not gonna just jump and marry anybody just so i can have sex it's, it's more than that it's bigger than that and that's why so many marriages be jacked up and y'all putting up with whatever because you hurried up and got married so you didn't have to burn as you call it and now you struggling through it.
0: girl you speaking our language she said you could tell me till your tongue fall out unless god said what he said whoa okay that is that is it right there. I I, I, I love that everything you just said. Yup. Period and hashtag. Yes, me too. Um, it was something else I was gonna say, but you done said so much. I probably don't even need to say it. Yes,
1: oh, too free to care for me. Too free to definitely. I I'm definitely gonna use that. That was a word for me. Yes. I'm gonna be so free that I don't even care. <laughs> like when I, like I said it that way. I said it that way for a reason. Because I I I I do care. And I, I realize that me caring so much has got me in the position where I'm in. and I need to be so free and stand on God's word so much that regardless, like you said, people are gonna talk regardless. Whether you do it the, the way exactly they want you to do it or a different way, they have something to say. So you need I need to be so at peace. And be too free to even care like that, that, that resonated with me, honestly, for real.
0: Yes. God is so intentional, even with the timing of this, but I remember what I was about to say now. So I saw this post and I think this is just about the people pressuring you and dating and all that stuff and that standard. This, this guy, and it spoke to, it kind of gave words to how I've been moving. He said, you're dating for two things to get to know somebody, to assess them. And then to see if their kingdom assignment aligns with yours. And if their kingdom assignment does not align with yours, it's very dangerous to get in a marriage covenant with them. No matter what the church saying. Amen. 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 So the last question, I guess statement. Let me go. What would you say to your younger self? Because I know your younger self is listening. She may be in a situation. She may be unloved by her mother. She... She or even he, you know, may be um per- putting on some persona they're not to not get heartbroken or whatever. Just in a sentence or two. What's your dear little
2: amica? Um <laughs> so if I could um talk to my younger self, I would say, you know what, you are enough. You are so awesomely amazingly enough that it's crazy. Um, don't worry about who don't like you, don't worry about um who's not giving you your attaboys or anything, just be you and anybody that's supposed to be with you, gonna come. Don't worry about it, don't worry about what people got to say, their opinions of you don't matter.
0: Amen. Unless you on crack and they telling you to stop using it,
2: all right. So, wait, <laughs> <laughs> I say you
0: said. <laughs> You said they're pigs and you don't matter. I said amen. Unless you on crack and they telling you to stop using it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that was great. Uh, last remarks nay, you got anything else? Yeah, I'm too free to
1: care. Like y'all <laughs> <were> so <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm so serious for the people outside. Be too free to even care. Like when I say that that's what y'all gonna hear me say. Every time, that's what you're going to hear me say every time. Just be at peace with God and go through your healing journey. Allow God to unharden your heart. Break those covenants. Write out your list. And this is something that you do daily. It's not just a, a thing like you're like, oh, I did that already. Like, we'll do it again because stuff come back up mm-hmm. and it's rooted. And that thing be deep. And sometimes we wouldn't even realize it. So with that, continue to do that so that you can be too free to hear.
0: Amen. Okay, that's all we gonna have. I, I say this because I feel led Lamika. Um, I don't know what you wanna share, whether it's your church, they could come to to your church or an email or your social media handles, I don't know. But I just have this inkling in me that some and uh, maybe it's some discipleship that is gonna happen through this podcast. But can you share how people can contact you if they got questions or um need some encouragement? throughout the process of them stepping outside of their love jones
2: yes um so um email me at lamika mckinney at com. that's spelled l-a-m-e-k-a-m-c-k-i-n-n-i-e at gmail.com um i'm on facebook lamika mckinney i'm on instagram lamika mckinney and i'm on uh Is X now, Twitter X, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but again, I'm also the executive pastor of of a church called Revive, a Life Transformation Church. Um, We are located at 2327 North 52nd Street here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And um, our church uh, and our model is really simple. Um, at, At Revive, our goal is to connect you to Jesus, then to your purpose, and then to the community that you serve. Uh, we believe a um, 1000% that everybody has um, someone that's uh, designed to hear your voice. And um, a lot of times, um, myself is crazy because um, the majority of our leadership have all went through um, uh, phases in their lives where they gave up on the church. Not necessarily God, but it's, I told God, I love you. I don't like your people. Um, When I was going through uh, my divorce, um, a pastor at a church here was um, one of the ones him and his congregation encouraging my husband to divorce me and marry somebody else that he had been cheating on me with because they went to his church. And I was just so done with church people. I was hurting going through and um, the church that I went through went to at the time. Excuse me. They were so um, into me, um, using my gift that they didn't really care about that. The fact that I was dying spiritually and I was showing up, but I was hurting. And, um, you know, I said, God, I love you, but I don't like your people. They all jacked. These churches is all jacked. I'm tired. And, um, he, when this position came about, once he restored me, he sent me to a church where they just loved on me and um he had to show me that if hurt people can hurt people then healed people can heal people and loved people can love people oh, oh. and um he showed me that and i said okay god i see what you're doing here so that church that i went to they just loved me back and showed me what it what it really was and um it's not necessarily the church but it's the people that go there that's jacked up that ain't trying to change that it's a difference when you jacked up and you really want to change when you jacked up and you ain't even trying and so um when revive um came about um this position came about and I was like, Ooh, wow. We, an executive pastor, God, you know, I just started back liking church. And he said, you've seen it done wrong enough. So you know how to do it right. And, um, one of our things that we specialize in our ministry outside of special needs is, um, just people who have been hurt, church hurt, church, people hurt, um, going through, they just come and get revived. Um, I, I went through the process and, um, we wholeheartedly believe that, um, I believe for sure, and I know my church uh, does as well, that your, um, your life, your journey can serve as a roadmap to somebody else. Um, you, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. So it's going to help me overcome, but I can help walk you through that same situation where you've been hurt and I can help you through that journey. And we partner with people on their journey in this walk and help them reconnect to Jesus, revive themselves, and then find out their true purpose. And then, hey, now we're going to connect you to that community that you can actually Serving because everything ain't happening inside that building. Church happens, ministry happens in everyday life. When you walking in that grocery store and um, you bump into somebody and and they looking down and God give you a word for them. When you at work and that that person is really getting on your nerves, but you show love anyway. Um, when you dealing with your family member that that's a, a habitual whoever and and everybody's been enabling them and you want to really talk them out and guys say no go say this and do that that's ministry those things happen in everyday life not just in the building um so our goal again is to connect you to jesus help you revive um figure out your purpose and then um function in community so um yeah that's that's what we're about so if you want to stop in we have service on saturdays on purpose um at 5 p.m saturday evenings um at 2327 north 52nd street is revive a life transformation church where we believe if you change your thinking you can change your life
0: come on pastor lamika yeah. popped out <laughs> <laughs> yes y'all go in with your um go down
1: there and like she said they got it on saturdays on purpose so you don't got no excuse i know most of y'all are off on saturday it is at 5 p.m which means it is not too late to go um we just thank you for coming on and just um, we just thank God for you for sharing your story and your journey, and I know that so many people can relate to your story because I can relate to your story, and just your title, Love Jones, like it's just amazing, and I just feel like you know, God is so intentional about bringing you on here to on here today because, just it your your journey helped me so much from what I'm going through right now, that I I am truly blessed that God did this at this time, like, um, so I just appreciate you. And I love you for sharing your story and coming on here and just being brave and being bold and being you. Thank you so much
2: oh you're welcome thank you thank y'all for having me yes
0: I'm, this is great i'm so
2: honored and so humbled to be able to share my testimony there's so many times where um and and I, guys i can honestly be on here talking for hours and hours and telling y'all everything that i've been through oh we're gonna have you
0: back really <laughs> we're <laughs> gonna have you back for a different topic i i see some stuff we yeah i think even <laughs> on even on i can see some process in divorce and discerning the right marriage but we'll, that's another topic, for another so guys <laughs>
2: But I, 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 I do, I thank y'all um, for allowing me this space. I, I know I, I try not to talk too much, but sometimes it just becoming all out. So thank y'all so much.
1: No problem. You are for people outside! For the people outside, this is for the people outside. I hope y'all heard. Apply this to y'all life. Don't forget to submit, submit your heart to God. Give it to him and allow him to work through you.